0: You are listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps Retired, Standing Guard on the Wall of Freedom.
1: Marx argued that all religion was superstition, that it was just hocus-pocus, mumbo-jumbo.
2: Former socialist author Joshua Murovchik notes that there's always a link between atheism and socialism including its more violent form, communism. It has been that way from the very beginning. In fact, Marx and Engels' first object of attack was not so much capitalism as it was religion. Marx and Engels'
3: uh,
1: ideas, and they, they developed them in partnership, uh, really started out with religion as the number one question. They, they came to socialism not primarily through ec- uh, their analysis of politics and economics, but as very young men in their uh, angry analysis of religion, which they thought was a, uh, a terrible uh, imposture, and they wanted to tear it down. And that, they said that very clearly.
2: As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it.
1: We will not surrender for it now or ever.
0: Great Patriots of America, this is the Gunny, and it is the 4th of July weekend. Yes, when Americans have some time off with their families, go have fun, visit museums, go out to the lake, go fishing, go boating, just enjoy the life in America. Thank you so much for those of you that support the veterans that have saved this country to date. And I hope you have a wonderful time on the July 4th. However, I want to bring up something very dear to my heart on this day. The reason I am doing it is because I'm convinced that the globalists and the elitists of the United States do not appreciate or accept America as it was founded on July 4th of 1776. The reason behind it is because of communism. Use whatever word you want to use. Socialism, communism, whatever. It's all the same thing. And we are at a point in our country where many millions, millions of Americans will not celebrate the 4th of July as we normally do because they are communists and they hate this country, but they live here. And our government provides them the ability to still be communist. And the reason that we're in turmoil is because the country was founded on the, on the Judeo-Christian values. The Constitution of America does not exist in any other country. And that's why they have to destroy it. And how do you do that if you're a communist? You destroy religion. In a country. Once you can do that, then you can turn the people in the country into sheeps, and then the government becomes their God. And this is what we're going to talk about communism and religion. If you've never visited a website called Marxist.org, M-A-R-X-I-S-T-S You need to go there so you can understand exactly how these people think and what they are doing. And this is the top of the line sentence in their communism and religion section. Religion is the opium of the people. So it's the drug of the people, says Karl Marx. It is the task of the Communist Party to make this truth comprehensible to the widest possible circles of the laboring masses. It is the task of the party To impress firmly upon the minds of the workers, even upon the most backward that religion has been in the past and still is today, one of the most powerful means of this position of oppressors for the maintenance of equality, exploitation, slavish abuse, obedience on part of the citizens this is what they're saying they're saying the religion that religion is what's preventing them from being a person and advancing in this world we know that is not right we understand that as americans i understand that i grew up poor but I have a great living today because of America and believing in what we can do. I didn't rely on the government to bring me to the point I'm at. I relied on the God that created me and my abilities that he gave me, which everyone has that. But the issue is they will not, accept the fact that there's a God that has given them the ability. And thus, they think the government can overchange that. And that's what communism is. Good quote. I found this on social media. Don't know who said it. But the devil couldn't take you out. So he's trying to wear you out. Don't you dare get tired. Hold on because the tide is turning. I hope that is true. Because communism is of Satan. It is pure evil. It's control of people and mankind and not the God that created them. I'm going to bring you multiple clips tonight to talk about that, but before that, let's talk about an individual that changed the face, the absolutely mindset of the elites of this world. His name is Frederick Nietzsche, an atheist, but he wasn't born an atheist, he wasn't grew up. In his childhood as an atheist. But he turned into one. Because of Germany. Think about that one for a second. He was born in 1844 on October 15th. In Germany. And he died August the 25th of 1900 in Germany. The German... Classical scholar, philosopher, and critic of the culture, who became one of the most influential of all modern thinkers. His attempts to unmask the motives that underlie traditional Western religion, morality, and philosophy deeply affected generations of theologians, philosophers, Psychologists, poets, novelists, and playwrights. See, during the early and late 1800s, this is when the Enlightenment happened. This is when many millions of people on this planet decided that God is not true. That His Word is not true. And so they had to change this world according to what they think is true. I'm going to do another podcast on what truth is. But in the meantime, this is what he thought. He thought through the consequences of the triumph of the Enlightenment's secularism expressed in his observance that God is dead in a way that determines the agenda for many of Europeans' most celebrated intellectuals after his death. And this is what he did. He turned all these powerful, rich people away from God and became famous. And eventually, Karl Marx fell into that same ideology and created communism. Now, this is what happened when Nietzsche was a young man. His home was a stronghold of libertarian piety, Lutheran piety. His parental grandfather had published books depending on... Protestantism, so defending Protestants, and had achieved the position of superintendent. And his maternal grandfather was a country parson. His father, Karl Ludwig Nietzsche, was appointed pastor at Rocken by order of King Frederick of Prussia in Germany. Over which this idiot was named his father died in 1849 before Nietzsche's fifth birthday he spent most of his early life in the household consisting of five women his mother his younger sister Elizabeth his maternal grandmother and two aunts so he had no father he had no masculine person to guide him, and to keep him in check to understand that God is God. And because of this, this is what he turned out to be. See, communism requires that you destroy the concept of God. Well, if you go back to Nietzsche, His father died when he was five. And then you had these household women, not saying that they were godly women, but what I'm telling you is he was raised by a feminist idea in his mind instead of standing strong for God. You can dispute that all you want. But I'm telling you, unless you have what God has planned, a man, a woman, a dad, a wife, a mother, a husband, this is what you end up with. And he ended up controlling the thought process for the world, especially the communist world. So listen to this clip on how communists requires that you destroy God.
1: Communism requires that you destroy the concept of God because government must become your God. So This
0: is why it has to be destroyed. Because the government now becomes your God. And how's that working out? If, if those of you that are older and understand how the schools that we grew up in were focused on God. We had prayer. We had to pledge of allegiance. We started our day based on the holy God that created us. But see, they have to destroy that. So when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about more specifically the Supreme Court decision in 1962 associated with prayers from schools. And I guarantee you, don't go away. I am going to blow your mind at the knowledge that you're getting ready to receive of what happened in 1962.
3: Of this world haunts each cry. We've turned from truth and our only source of life. Hearts have been darkened and light seems to flee. So we sing on our knees. Our hearts and help us to see Your truth. The world is lost, so we cry out to see You move, Lord. We need You. We've been seeking for this world to satisfy. We run to whales that run dry, so Jesus come and quench the thirst of our souls, we need Change our hearts and help us to see your truth. The world is lost, so we cry out to see you move. Lord, we need you. We have no other refuge left to run to. You are the only hope we're holding. Too. So, as your children, we cry out to see. Straight away we've turned from your holy face so We come to praise your name Lord, change our hearts and help us to see your truth, so we cry out to see. Children, we cry out to see.
0: Welcome back, patriots. Hope you're having a great Fourth of July weekend talking about communism and religion. Wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense because communists don't believe in religion. So how can you have communists and religion? You can't. So we're going to talk about what happened in 1962. There was a Supreme Court decision that removed prayer from schools. And you're going to hear from the man, or at the time, the child, that was used to, ha- to help create that decision that prayer must be removed from schools. Madeline Murray O'Hare founded the American Atheist Organization in the 1960s, founding or following the landmark Supreme Court ruling that banned prayers in schools. And then eventually, what she tried to do, unsuccessful, by the way, was to move to Russia and they wouldn't take her. Think about what I'm telling you the socialists and the communists in the Russian regime would not allow her to come to Russia. So listen to this clip about her son explaining what happened in 1962.
1: I was raised as a red diaper baby. My mother was Madeline Marie O'Hare. People know her as being an atheist. But the reality is, is that at her core, she was a Marxist, a utopianist, um, and, and a unique brand of, of, of uh, 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 kind of magic thought that comes out of that, about how all the world's uh, uh, ills can be uh, fixed by having the right people in charge and having a centrally planned uh, society. Uh, and as a result of that, she tr- attempted to defect uh, to the Soviet Union in, the ni- in 1960. That failed. But that led to the removal of prayer and Bible reading from the schools because it was in after that failed attempt that putting me back in school, she discovered the prayer. The case to remove prayer from public schools was brought in my name by my mother.
2: Despite his upbringing as an atheist, William J. Murray, the plaintiff in one of the key cases against school prayer, later became a committed Christian as well as a believer in capitalism and a critic of socialism.
1: It's against human nature. It's against the laws of God. It's against how we were created by God. So your only solution then is to take it by force and if they won't surrender then to kill them.
0: So this is where we're at. We're at the point where the communists are going to kill us. Yes, I'm telling you this if the government becomes communist in this country, millions of people will die in America. It's just repeating history. The reason behind that is because the government now must become God, which is, is the focus of what these people are doing. The Supreme Court decision about abortion is just the beginning of riling these people up because they're godless. If you believe in the holy God that created you, how in the world can you kill a person? The same thing. If you believe in the holy God that created you, why can we not have an environment which we had where everybody understood when they were growing up as kids that there's a holy God because it was eliminated. So the government must and has become God. Take a good listen at, again, more of this clip that I'm playing.
2: Critics may ask, but what about more genteel forms of socialism that don't kill an unwilling populace to force its way on the government, such as European socialism? Where does belief in God fit in a nation committed to that form
1: of socialism. Well, historically, it certainly seems to be that um, as a country becomes more socialist, it becomes more secular. Now, some would argue that that's the, you know, it's the chicken and the egg question. Which comes first? Do You become more secular and then you become more socialist? Or you become more socialist and then become more secular? The end result is the government increasingly takes the place of God. The government becomes God, and that's idolatry.
0: So can we see what's happening? Do we understand how these communists have come in this country over decades, over a hundred years, and slowly but surely changing our society to secularism? And if they can change them to secularism, getting rid of a true God, then the government Can become God. Exactly what has happened in all the communist countries in history in this world. And as we know, the Russians were extreme on when communism took over, they absolutely Destroyed and attacked Christians at a level that has never been seen before, not even in China today. The number of Christians and Christian sinners in Russia that was destroyed because the government became the God of the land. So listen to this which is the good news. And the good news is we are in very bad situation. But Christ and God always wins. The Christians in Russia outlived the Russian Communist Party. Take a good listen to the rest of this clip.
2: Russian communist leader Vladimir Lenin wrote, we must combat religion. This is the ABC of all materialism and consequently Marxism. And so when he founded the USSR, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, he ordered 70,000 churches to be destroyed or changed into museums and thousands of priests to be killed. A year after Lenin's death, the Soviets founded the LMG, the League of Militant Godless, to completely eradicate Christianity. Wherever socialism goes, especially in its violent form of communism, the Church of Jesus Christ is virtually always enemy number one. But the faith managed to survive and to outlive the Soviet Union. There you
0: have it, Christianity, and the true God always wins. Always. It's been around for 7,000 years. And they still cannot destroy it. They will never destroy it. Ever. Because that is the truth. It's the truth that America stands on. It's the truth and the rock that we must live on. Jesus Christ is is the rock of righteousness in this world and we must continue as a society to understand what the real truth is when the communists infiltrate our country which they're doing every single day got a bonehead award had had one in a couple weeks but i got a good one I'm telling you, this young kid—he's, I think, he's about 12 years old. I played a portion of this before on the pod podcast, but I'm going to play two minutes and 58 seconds of this young kid talking about communists and how communism is the way to go. This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a government that is infiltrating our kids and telling them that America is so bad and that the only way that they can live their lives in some capacity is through the government communist control. Take a listen to this Bonehead Award today.
4: Hey, guys! Your old pal, Seenable, here. And I want to make a video about why, to this day, after the time in history when when it was founded, we still need communism. Ugh. Now, for any of you who don't know, communism is the idea of a nation sharing the wealth. And while some people call it distributing, um. If I were to ever start a country with a communist government, wink, wink, wait 12 years, Um, I'd probably make it, like have these company, like these buildings, which you can put in money for other people to have. You know, kind of a share, share. Now, I know not all communist states are like this, but still, distributing is just as fine as sharing it. Well, I'm not explaining why we need communism. I'm just giving the difference between distributing. Because they technically are. Because, hey, a parent could make their child share a toy or something. Anyway, now onto why we actually need communism. Like, actually, it's cold out here. Um... I have two reasons, one, poor people, we really can't have poor people. It's not good for a bunch of, for like a whole class of people to be poor. People need money. We can't just let people or be around just be homeless because uh, they can't get jobs. Money is important, so that's another reason we need communism. And secondly, some people might say, oh, we have welfare. Welfare just promotes lazy people. And I don't know, I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure welfare, especially down in the United States, costs a bit of moolah. So yeah, all those morons saying that communism is the same as welfare, you can go leave because you are just an absolute moron. Just look up the definition of that. I'm sorry I got a little heated, but when people say it's the same as welfare, I get really angry anyway yeah that's why we still need communism bye
0: i don't know about you but when i listen to this young kid he has no freaking clue what life is but he's very smart i'm gonna give him that and he's very articulate he has an ability to display his thoughts and abilities, which is great as freedom of speech. But his mind is all messed up. And think about it. When he grows up and becomes a teenager, goes into college, he's going to repeat and continue to teach more and more People and kids about this communist ideology of share the wealth. This is what their mind is. That's not how communism works. Communism works on the fact that the government gives you what you need. And they're only going to give you enough to where you're satisfied. In a capitalist society... You can go from dirt poor to a rich person to a media celebrity to a movie celebrity virtually overnight. You cannot do that in a communist country because the government has to approve of you and your character before you are allowed to go up the ladder. Per se. So I'm going to leave you with a, another quote that I think is very, very true. In a wavering world, I believe we can be people who stand like a rock, embodying both grace and truth. Real truth is not a river. It's a rock. And throughout history, through the empires, all these leaders that tried to take over and have all these governments have failed. But the true God has never failed. He's there. He's the rock of this world. And they do not have the ability ever... To destroy that rock, Jesus Christ, that came to save the world and bring us to the truth. Just like he said to Pontius Pilate, everyone that listens to my voice hears the truth. I hope you have a wonderful Fourth of July with your family, and I ask you, To please pray for this country. Pray that we will go back to God and that He will restore our land back to the founding principles and values that everyone is equal and this class struggle needs to stop. We are all Americans, and those people that are not Americans must become, Americans, the 2.5 illegal immigrants. And if they can't associate and become part of this country in a godly mindset of the true God that created them, then they need to go. So pray he restores this country back to the foundations that was established in seventeen seventy six. This is the gunny the out. Like a
2: snowball, for hell.
3: Stand up for the flag and let's all rain the
0: Liberty Make a Ford and a Chevy, it'll still
1: last ten years like the should. Cause the best of the free life
0: is still yet to come, the good times ain't over
4: for good.